When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Esther Dillard and Doug Davis to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Welcome back to the show, Esther, Doug. How you doing? Awesome. Doing great. Love it. I love it. Okay, well, let's get to it. All right. First up, a California task force is recommending that descendants of slave receive a $223,000 reparations payment due to lingering housing discrimination. Other states are also now starting to take up discussions on reparations. Esther, give us some more on this story. Well, this California task force is made up of nine people that Governor Gavin Newsom appointed. Um, They estimated that after they did the math, it would cost the state approximately $569 billion to compensate Mm -hmm. the 2.5 million Black folks uh, affected by housing discrimination between 1933 and 1977. Now, how they came up with this number is that they looked at several areas that affected Black people living during that time in California, and those areas included mass incarceration, unjust property seizures, devaluation of Black businesses, and healthcare. Now, they have not made an official recommendation. Um, They have until June 2023 to do that. The one question that I have um, that probably other people have is how should that money be paid out? If the state chooses to do this, some say with education and housing grants, others say plain old cash. If it's cash, (laughs) the estimate is that every Black Californian in this category would get about 233,000 bucks a person. Now, that sounds like a lot, but if you look at the cost of living in California, that really doesn't say much. Um, I looked at the median home price in California because I used to live out um, in Oakland, California for a while. Sure. Um, I was shocked. Guess what it is? The home median price. What's it that? is eight hundred and one thousand one hundred and ninety bucks. That's the median price. That's not the top of the line. That's not the bottom. That's eight. That's in the middle. Um, and that doesn't really connect 
I mean, I think that the 233000 is great. I'm sure that would be awesome for every person to be able to get a hold of that money, anybody, black or white. Um, but I'm just wondering, the other question I have is, you know, does that really connect to the bigger issue? Can you really put a price tag on the pain and suffering a person endures under discrimination um, that they endured during that time? And, you know, just wondered. I, I think I think big, there's big something question. else, too. I think the point that uh, you're making is one that I was considering myself because home ownership and, you know, passing on assets after your life to your children, your grandchildren, et cetera. That's uh, the primary way of generating wealth um, for most people in this country. And for that number, $223,000 to represent that time frame, you're absolutely right. It feels like it might fall a little bit short. Now, with that said, I recognize it is a step and it is better than $0.00. But it's a far cry from what would bring everything full circle. You know, there was housing discrimination, as you mentioned, the the emotional effects of all these things and and the the limit the limiting nature of everything put together, all the systemic factors put together, um, to then put a price tag of it that looks like it's not even a quarter of the price of what it takes to buy an actual home in, yeah. you know, at least in Oakland, uh feels a little short of the mark, but you know, uh, again, it's it's more than zero dollars, so it's a start. And and I think the bigger uh, issue here is that other states are starting to at least have these conversations. Uh, Doug, I want to get your thoughts on this too. Yeah, lots going on with this right now. Um, and like you said, other states and cities are you know really looking at this. The most I, that I've ever seen, uh, mm-hmm. arguably one of the most racist cities in the country, I found out Boston has agreed to form a task force to look into how it can pay back black residents. Uh, mm-hmm. The same goes for Kansas City, Missouri, uh, the largely black city of St. Louis, even though they do have an African-American mayor, uh, is is doing the same, setting up a commission to study how they can repay black Americans. So more and more, uh, you know, we're seeing leaders uh, admit that, yes, um, and this is probably something that Republicans, especially black Republicans, will hate to hear, but you know, uh, these leaders are admitting that systems were put in place to hold back the economic growth of black people. Mm-hmm. And so even on the federal level, uh, President Biden, I understand, is reviewing H.R. 40, a uh, 25 year plus bill originally sponsored by the late great John Conyers. May he rest in peace to study the effects of slavery and discriminatory policies, uh, as well as develop reparations. Uh, it would only cost, they say, the government $20 million to make this study happen. Uh, so shout out to Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, who uh, kept pushing it. So uh, we'll see. Absolutely. Black Information Network news anchors Esther Dillard and Doug Davis are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Okay, this one is uh, a little tough. Stephen Twitch Boss. DJ and co-host of the Ellen DeGeneres show has died at the age of 40. His death has been ruled a suicide and shines a light on mental health in the black community, especially for black males. Doug, this time, why don't you start us off? Give us your take on the story and the overall discussion on black male mental health. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one, man. Um, when I learned about what happened, uh, I started to think about the mental health, obviously, of black men and how we handle the stresses of life. 
what led to this? What made him feel that suicide uh, would be the only way out? Don't know. Um, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, uh, depressive symptoms among black people, particularly black men, are more disabling, persistent and treatment resistant than they are among white people. So there's obviously a big disparity there. Um, you know, going to see a mental health professional uh, is seen for the most part in the black community for black men. It's just not a norm. They say only a quarter of black men, one in four ages, 18 to 44, uh, who have symptoms of anxiety or depression, see a specialist. Mm. And, uh, you know, and for good reason. I mean, history proves, you know, black people, we just don't trust going to the doctor, even though cool mode said it back in the day, go see the doctor. We still have some issues with it. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a total shocker. And I think it just lends more uh, credence to us bringing the attention of black male mental health. We must be our brother's keeper. Sure. Sure. Esther, your thoughts. Well, it is. The story made me so sad. Um, one reason is because I think here in America, there needs to be an emphasis on providing tools to young people in schools on how to handle their emotions. I mean, if you start early, then by the time you get to a, being an adult, um, then you have those tools that you can use. And what I'm talking about is learning, um, learning emotional intelligence and how to you know, with short exercises and like giving them scenarios and what to do if such and such happens, how do you handle it? How do you feel about this or that? Being able to talk about your emotions. I know this is something that probably should be talked about at home and dealt with it at home, but many adults don't have the tools. Um, mm. And I know that this is something that's supposed to be, um, you know, be a part of your life. Um, last thing I'll say about this is that I believe that everyone needs a daily mental health practice. And that may be different for everyone. Um, that may be something which includes your uh, physical health as well as your mental health. But um, for me, for the last 18 days, I've been doing something called a daily gratitude journal. Uh, mm -hmm. First thing in the morning, following a book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Um, every day, she guides you to be grateful about everything in your life, everything around you, the people you interact with, the food, water, you drink, every aspect and taking time to examine everything. And sometimes I think that um, people don't focus on the things that are the good things about things. They often look at the bad things. Um, she ha also tells you to address some of the not so pleasant things in your life, you know, um, and find to find the good in those situations and being grateful for those things. And as you do it every day, it kind of builds a momentum. You start noticing the good things in your life that you might not have ignored in the past. Um, and it doesn't make you ignore the thing that or that needs fixing or some of the hard stuff. It just makes you more pay more attention to and focus on the good parts so that you can handle the hard stuff much sure. better. Sure, sure. This one is um I, I think Doug, when you were talking earlier, um describing how the mental health treatment options are less effective in the black community with black men. Um, you know, that, that reminds me of some of the conversations that we've had on the show, uh, where the medical profession, um, at, at many points fails to appropriately, um, address issues that are specific to African-American people. Um, 
And it's based on a number of factors, uh, not the least of which is, are we communicating effectively and have we built up the trust, right? And so um, I think that adds another layer to it. You know, why even go if it's not going to be effective, you know? And then, you know, that just kind of compounds the hopelessness. Yeah. Um, so these are things that we definitely need to keep in mind. I, I love what you both were saying. You know, um, we, we have to take care of each other. We have to take care of ourselves. You know, Twitch was wildly successful. Um, beautiful family, beautiful home life. And of course, we don't know what we don't know. Um, and I'll, I'll share something a bit personal about this. Um, I kind of looked up to this guy. Uh, so. I am a DJ as well. And uh, I have my background is in radio, as I, as I mentioned quite a bit. But um, once upon a time, I had the opportunity to transition into television. Um, there's a station where I live in Phoenix, KTBK uh, Channel 3. And I got a call from them. And what they told me was they were looking to get a DJ on the news program that looked super cool and that had a lot of personality and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And they, they put their list together and it was just me on it um, for checking all the boxes. And when I met with them, they said that they wanted to do the same thing that Ellen did on her show. So this was back in 2010. And this is when Twitch became sort of a, a big deal in my world because I studied him, his background, everything like that. And, you know, watching him over the years, I kind of always indirectly credited him for pioneering that path for me to elevate my brand um, as far as being a DJ, like on the turntables and using that, I was able to feed my family and take care of, you know, my people um, with two turntables. And it, it took a man kind of paving that road so that everyone else could see that it worked in order for me to be able to step into those, to that role. And then the roles that came about as a result of me being there. And so hearing that, um, it felt a little bit more personal, um, and it felt a little bit more hurtful. So, um, I think I just want to echo your sentiment one, one more time, Doug, that we, we really need to take care of each other. And to your point, uh, Esther, you never know what, what someone's going we really do. If I can add, um, and I'll be personal too and, and share. Uh, and, and because <clears throat> the fact that Black men traditionally have this view of not being able to share uh, lends to the, the difficulties that we have that can then turn into possibly a mental stress issue. And so I was going through a, a, a very bad situation a few weeks ago. And I met this brother at the airport. Uh, true story. We're both dropping off our kids. We're waiting until the plane takes off. And we just struck up a conversation. That conversation led to me pouring out to him on our way back to uh, the parking lot. And I openly shared myself to him, my struggle. Didn't know him from a can of paint. Well, since then, we've spoken every day. And I've started a black men's group mm. uh, where uh, in the next few weeks, we'll kick it off. And I've got a host of about 20 brothers 
and we're all going to come together maybe twice a month and just open up and we're and this brother and myself are going to lead that opening up right we're going to lead the conversation we're going to be vulnerable and black men need to be more vulnerable and if we can be more vulnerable around each other i think that will help our idea of shedding those um those things that have kept us from expressing the problems in life because that if you don't get those out it will come out somehow and we victimize ourselves by not being able to express the things that happen in our daily lives and so but that's my point i mean we are our brother's keeper you know and uh it's important that every black man be his brother's keeper whether you know him or not because at the end of the day it doesn't matter how much money i have it doesn't matter how many kids i have what kind of car i drive we are all the same we experience the same situations and so we got to take care of each other i love what you're doing this show is sponsored by better help people don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down you may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments that comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does or that silly thing you said in a meeting maybe it's time to get it all off your chest whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution that's where therapy comes in it's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
to have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Black Information Network news anchors Esther Dillard and Doug Davis are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, and finally, the Respect for Marriage Act was signed by President Biden this week. What protections does it offer and how does it impact the LGBTQIA plus community? Esther, let's start with you this time. Oh, I was hoping that uh, Doug was going to take the lead on uh, this one. Doug, Doug, well, you're, you're on a roll, man. Let's let's, well, let's I mean, uh, see what you got. I have secondary comments here uh, <laughs> that would probably have piggybacked off of my partner, Esther. But I'll say the Respect for <laughs> Marriage Act, uh, or as I like to call it, the Protect the Marriage Act. Mm-hmm. It does just that. Uh, it pretty much overrides the Defense of Marriage Act that uh, former President Bill Clinton signed while he was in office. Uh, And that act uh, banned federal recognition of same-sex marriage by limiting the definition of marriage to the union of one man and one woman. And it further allowed states to refuse to recognize same-sex marriages granted under the laws in other states. Uh, But it was a uh, Supreme Court decision in 2015 uh, in that court case that determined that the 14th Amendment requires that all U.S. states to recognize same-sex marriage. And so... You know, Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, who earlier this year stated that he wanted to revisit uh, that, um, you know, that Respect for Marriage Act or um, he wanted to revisit that whole case uh, and how he wanted to, let's say, just really do away with same sex marriage overall. Mm -hmm. And that's what brought up, I believe, uh, Democrats to look at. You know, I think we need to do something to you know, protect the marriage of all people. And mm-hmm. so I believe that's pretty much why it came about. I think it's a great thing. Um, I think it's well overdue and uh, I'm happy. I mean, because we all have people in our family that may be of a different sexual orientation or mm-hmm. what have you, and they deserve, you know, to live in happiness too. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. these rights guarantee that in case it gets infringed upon later. Esther, let's hear from you. I think that with um, this particular marriage, Respect for Marriage Act, it also, part of it, even though most people are not thinking about it or or really talking about it, is the interracial marriage part, um, which was rather ironic because Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman, Mm -hmm. um, that he would want to kind of dismantle it and that put would put his own marriage at risk. Right. But um, interracial marriage, I think that it also was a very big part of this as well. And it it's, uh, it's definitely something that I'm sure that the Biden administration is going to be using in their 2024 campaign for re-election. It's because um, many people saw what happened with Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and that decision reversed by the Supreme Court. And I think that it scared a lot of people because the right to choose is not a right for everyone in every state anymore. So I think as far as um, that, that's one thing that that was big about this. But another thing that probably will come out from this is looking back at the Voting Rights Act. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that as far as the black community is concerned, I hope that this kind of pushes the Voting Rights Act and because um, and that it will be adopted because many of the things that can be manipulated in that department by the far right extremists measures. uh, measures like uh, Respect for Marriage Act could be undermined or even repealed if that is not 
a stronghold or strong pillar that is continued to be um, supported. So yes, it's a win for the LGBTQ community and marriage for interracial couples. But um, if something isn't done to solidify voting rights laws, something some things could be changed again in a very different direction. You know, there's something here uh, to to your point. Once once I believe the Biden administration saw what the Supreme Court, the current lineup, the current majority, I should say, of the Supreme Court, what they were on and how they were intent on taking us back. I think they would admit that, too. Um, He has done his best. To keep as much out of their reach as possible. Uh, this being one such thing. Now, uh, to to you and I and to everyone else, it's always been legal to marry who you want um, if we're talking about interracial marriage. And um, I remember when the White House was lit up and all the rainbow colors of the uh, the LGBTQIA uh, plus flag colors, um, that that was a win for uh you know, gay rights in this country. And there has been, you know, uh, other steps along the way, but that's the most prominent one in my memory. So this feels like, well, why would they be doing that? And I think that you're absolutely right, Esther. It's to keep this from, um, keep this beyond the reach of the Supreme Court, because uh, seeing what they did with the um, Roe v. Wade and uh, taking away a woman's right to choose being federally protected and leaving it to the states who can then dial that uh dial the momentum the progressive momentum back um based on uh, all kinds of uh, conspiracy theories and the great replacement theory all this sort of weird nonsense that's not really connected to a shared reality um i i one thing i will do uh is is hand it to this guy because he's got a lot more done than i would have expected he's got a lot more done than a lot of people would have expected and this being um a small but um important win especially on the on the other side of the roe v wade because that was a kind of a devastating um blow to the progressive agenda and to women's agenda um etc so i'm glad to see it and as always glad to have you both back on the show so once again i'd like to thank you both for your insight into today's issues our guests One more time, our Black Information Network news anchors, Esther Dillard and Doug Davis. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cypher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.